gentlemen, welcome to an all-new, brand-new Russell Wortham Show coming to you live, commercial-free, from my super-secret Batcave. Folks, we're back, and back in the middle of greatness. Alright, so, uh, before we get into the show, we uh, just... Uh, uh, couple of uh, things. First of all, welcome in. Uh, it is so good to have y'all here. I am listened to in 22 countries. That is, wow, that is astounding. I cannot believe that. Very grateful for y'all to be here. If you're new, or even if you've been here before, come on in. Seriously, it is hot in the Batcave. <laughs> it is over 100 degrees in the back cave it is hot so please get indoors if you can kick up your feet get plenty of drink and and let's just have some fun this is your one-stop shop for everything wwe so that is in a nutshell what we do on a weekly basis now it's also at this point that I uh, give you guys a bit of a road map as far as where we're going with the show. Uh, this is obviously the introduction. Now, the introduction could be just anything. It could be, uh, you know, what's going on in the world, uh, something related to wrestling. And then uh, we uh, do... The news from the good folks over at Cultaholic. I'm very grateful. I mean, I am extremely one million percent grateful for them and for use of uh, their news stories. Also, uh, what we do is the weekly uh, rewind or the wrestling rewind, I should say. And in the wrestling rewind, we go and we talk about the previous week's action. Now, why I do that is because uh, if I do it that week of, then I'm going to be missing SmackDown. And so in order for me to move things along as best I can, I usually try to work a week behind, if that makes sense. And after that, it is the uh, thank yous and the weekly uh, promo where I essentially cut a promo on a wrestler or something uh, in, in wrestling uh, that, uh, you know, I just have, have uh, some, some thoughts on. And if there is a major show, and I know that uh, Hell in a Cell is coming up, uh, and so I believe uh, the preview will be next week, um, but we will uh, have uh, Hell in a Cell coming up, and so we do that in the main event. So that's basically where we are. Right, so I, uh, I know that this week has been tough. Uh, it's been tough for any number of reasons. Um, but mo most especially because 
21 people lost their lives in uh, in a uh, Texas uh, school shooting. 19 of those were kids. Okay. And two teachers. This is not a political show. I, I, I've tried to do a hybrid, you know, political show, but that just became a bit of a jumbled mess, to be, to be honest with y'all. So, I just decided, you know, I, I, I'm going to try to not talk about politics as much as possible. I, I, I don't want to alienate anybody. I don't want to upset anybody. Uh, and, and I don't want to deal with all the icky stuff. Because this is a fun podcast. I, I try to make it as fun as possible. Um, but I can't avoid this week. You know, much like what happened in Buffalo, this is becoming just all too frequent. Yeah. I know that there are talking points on both sides of 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 the aisle uh, you know you know liberal or or conservative republican democrat i i i know that there are arguments on both sides i'm going to try to be as very neutral as it can be um but this should not be happening Children should not be going to school, should not be going into, you know, should not be going into school and uh, feeling like they're going to be shot. It's just inexcusable. Um, I remember when I was a kid uh, growing up in Idaho and we um we had fire drills it wasn't uh you know it wasn't it wasn't fun um you know it wasn't fun and i didn't particularly like it because you know it was you know loud and just ugh, it was it was but it's what kept us safe so that when there was a fire, and I didn't experience my first fire until, you know, my college years. Um, but that's a whole other story. But it's always good to be prepared. But now, unfortunately, we are having to teach our children to be afraid of being shot. Let me, let me let me say that again. We as human beings are teaching our children, especially here in the United States of America, that they have to be prepared in case they are fired on in school. That is really sad. That is really sad. And look, I don't want to hear, I don't want 
do here? Can't. Well, we can't do this because of, you know, because of, you know, politics. Or we can't do this because of campaign, uh, campaign uh, contributions. Or we can't do this because of logistics. Or we can't do this because of fill in the blank. I don't want to hear that. No one, no one should be a part of an active shooting situation. You know, when, when, I, when I was working retail for 11 years, uh, every six months, I had to go back through active trainer uh, courses online. Uh, I haven't obviously done that for, for quite a while, um, but I, I could pretty much guarantee you that if I had to take that particular course again, I'd get a hundred percent because I, I, I've, I've, I've done it so many times. I know what they're asking. So... We've got to do a few things. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting. Today on, um, today on uh, Facebook, I was seeing uh, something on uh, Mr. Rogers. I guess it's World Kindness Day or something or another. And I'm like, we need that right now. We need basic kindness. And I know some people are going to balk at that for any number of reasons. And I know that some people are going to say, that's just not possible. Why? I'm an optimist. Uh, I am an optimist to a fault. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, why can't we get things accomplished? No one, no one, no one should have an AR-15 or anything like it, except for our brave men and women that serve in the military. Why does anybody need an AR-15? Certainly, you don't need that to protect yourself in your own home. Sorry, you just don't. You take an AR-15 out to hunt. That takes away all the skill. And that's part of the fun of going hunting is you know, uh, planning out where, you know, uh, deer or, you know, whatever you're, you know, whatever you're hunting, you know, is, is, and you devise, you know, a uh, plan of, of, of how to bag, you know, bag a deer. Now, I, I, 
haven't ever gone uh, hunting. I, I have no real interest in going hunting. But um, taking an AR-15 with you takes away the skill. All you got to do is point and shoot. And there is a stream of bullets. One right after the other. And it just takes away the skill. That takes away the skill and takes away part of the fun of being in a hunting situation. But that's just me. Bottom line is this. I know there are people that are going to say this is too hard. This is too complex of a, of a uh, situation that uh, we can't stop gun violence. And they've just accepted it. They've thrown up their hands and they just accept that there's gun violence in the United States of America. But I look at it and say, this is a moment. This is a moment. Look, I'm not here to try to take away guns or anything. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to say, let's keep the dangerous guns, okay, the 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 high uh, caliber uh, Rambo, you know, type, you know, gun out of the general populace. That's not taking away anybody's freedom. That's simply saying, you don't need that AR-15. You don't need it. Because you're not in a combat situation. Now, I've also heard, <coughs> sorry, I've, I've also heard hey, uh, we got to invest in mental health. Okay, all right, well, let's, let's work on that for a moment. Um, we have mental health issues, same as the rest of the world. Uh, we are... Uh, like I, I don't have numbers in front of me. I, I don't know where we rank in terms of mental health counseling or, or anything of that nature. But we don't just say, oh, mental health. Oh, they're sick. Oh, they're ill. That's what I hear every single time. Now, I'm not saying that that can't happen. I'm saying that's become a bit of a scapegoat. It's become a bit of a scapegoat because every day... Every day, I I come in to work. Where I work is 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 relatively uh, quiet, right? But there's always that 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 one chance in a million. You know what what's sad is for those of you who are. Here in the United States, um, you know 
this for those of you who are listening around the world. Um, now, were there school shootings before this? Absolutely. But in terms of high-profile uh, mass killings, the genesis, okay, the start, if you will, is Columbine in Colorado, 1999. I remember Columbine. It was scary as all get out. Oh, I wasn't there at the time, but I certainly remember. I, I th Those images are just seared into my brain. And ever since 1999, we have had one school shooting after another. We've had one mass shooting after another. Why? I don't know. But, you know, if you're going to say it's just mental health and, and and that's all you want to do is just provide mental health, then you know what? Don't cut 200 some odd million dollars from mental health. Okay. That's what the governor of the great state of Texas, Greg Abbott, did just this year. He slashed over $200 million worth of funding to combat anxiety, depression, other mental health issues. I don't know why. That's not what this show is about. I'm simply saying, if you want to claim mental health, then fund it. But see, I take a holistic approach, and this is the last thing I'm going to say before uh, we move we move forward, and that is yes, we need to improve on our mental health. Absolutely, one million percent. But we also have to look at this and say we don't need guns we don't need uh, people that are armed to the teeth because they think it looks cool if, if, if people want common sense just common sense background checks most Americans I believe some say 80, some say 90, but the vast majority of citizens of this country, the United States of America, actually want background checks. Basic. It's not infringing on any rights. It's just simply saying, hey, do you have any mental health issues? Do you have any issues with domestic violence? You know, you have, uh, you know, other other red flags. And if you do, you're not getting sold a gun. <clears throat> That's simple. And 
we need to bump up the minimum age to buy any any firearm it's a pistol a rifle to 21 if you aren't old enough to drink alcohol in this country then you are not ready to own a gun at 18 and I'm sorry if y'all are saying oh but I've, I've been hunting with my dad since I was little I know all, all the safety stuff great and you are not purchasing a gun until you're 21 and have the proper training. And the third thing, and this is where it's going to sound like, oh, you said you weren't going to take away guns, but gosh darn you are. No one that's not in the military, us, us mere mortals, right? Don't need an AR-15. What, what would I do with an AR-15? I'm not trying to be funny. It's it's a serious question. What would I be doing with an AR-15? I don't know. I've, I've shot guns. Okay. I, I've, I've done target practice. And, and because I'm in a wheelchair, the kickback is real. Uh, last time, I swear to you, the last time that I physically uh, shot a gun was about 25, 30-ish years ago. I, I was at a, a, a Boy Scout, uh, uh, you know, camp. Uh, or a camping trip, I, I, sh I should say. And um, we were just doing some, some you know, uh, skeet shooting. And, I mean, that is a tough skill because, I mean, I don't track really well, you know. Uh, I just I just don't. But uh, I, I fired the rifle... It knocked me back about five feet. Promise you, it it knocked me back five feet, and I'm like, no, no, I don't. I I know that guns are a thing, but I just don't see the appeal. I I just I don't see the appeal. The closest that I get to a gun these days. Is in a video game, and I know some people are gonna say, "Oh gosh darn those 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 darn video games!" Oh, come on, seriously. Look, I play video games. I've played some some really violent video games, but I play like the other day. The other day, I played Contra. Love Contra. Holy bleep that is one of the greatest games ever made I played Contra I beat Contra but you know what happened after I got done 
with it. And not to brag or nothing, but you know, it took me eh, maybe 20 or 30 minutes. But after I beat Contra, you want to know what happened? I said, cool. And I turned off my console and I said, all right, I'm good. I had no thought of, oh, dude, I want to get a gun. No. I, I, I beat a video game, and I'm thinking, all right, I'm good. Now, I'm not trying to say that to be flip. I promise y'all. But as I finish up the uh, introduction, I just want you guys to know, very simply, we've got so much to go on. So much to go on. And we have to be better and we have to be kinder to each other right so thank you for uh, indulging me uh, on that uh, we'll be right back with the news from the good folks over at Cultaholic and uh, don't go anywhere we will be right back Folks, we are back, and uh, it is time for the news, courtesy of the good folks over at Cultaholic. Very grateful, very, very, very grateful for the use of their uh, news stories. So, uh, just going to pick out uh, two or three stories uh, to share with y'all. So. Uh, first one is from Lewis uh, House. Stephanie McMahon not expected back in WWE anytime soon. Uh, as uh, we all know, uh, Stephanie has taken a leave of absence to be with her family uh, in the light of uh, having, uh, you know, in the light of having. Uh, Triple H, Pulavec, um, you know, uh, have uh, heart issues. So, uh, let's just uh, read this. Uh, so, uh, WWE Chief Brand Officer Stephanie McMahon is not expected to return to her duties for some time, according to a new report from PW uh, Insider. Mike Johnson noted that WWE President and Chief Revenue uh, Officer Nick Khan uh, is currently overseeing Stephanie's former team and that WWE may soon start seeking someone to overlook the company's brand marketing division. He went on uh, further to uh, state that if nobody had uh, spoken, or that he had uh, spoken, uh, sorry, let me try again. <laughs> he went on uh, to further state that nobody he had spoken to was under the impression that Stephanie 
will be returning in the near future and that the company will have to take uh, someone else on full time. It's also noted that nobody in the company uh, outside very small circle of people was aware uh, that Stephanie would be uh, taking a leave of absence until she tweeted about it, uh, at which point the news traveled quickly. Stephanie uh, tweeted on uh, May 19th, so uh, eight days ago, she'd be taking a leave of absence, uh, effective uh, May 20th, so uh, last Friday in order to uh, focus on her family and that uh, she was looking forward to returning to the company as um, or after uh, taking some uh, time away. Uh, Stephanie's uh, husband, Paul Triple H Levesque, uh, suffered a serious cardiac event last year which uh, necessitated his entering retirement, as well as uh, being a uh, uh, diminished uh, responsibility as uh, BWE's vice president uh, of global talent strategy and development. So, yeah, um, all you gotta say is stuff. Take all the time you need. Uh, I, I I think family is important. I think it's the most important. And um, so, yeah. Um, that is uh, that is the most important thing. Right. Um, last last uh, story. that uh, we are going to uh, talk about is uh, an update on WWE's plans uh, for WWE's uh, women's tag team uh, title tournament. So, this is also from Lewis House. Uh, very grateful for uh, their reporting. Um, Dave Meltzer uh, has uh, provided an update uh, on planned uh, tournament to crown new uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. WWE announced uh, that the tournament would be held after reigning champion Sasha Banks, Mercedes, and Naomi uh, walked away, or walked out, rather, from uh, WWE earlier of this month. Uh, prior to walking out, they... Uh, handed the title belts to senior uh, vice president of talent relations, John Laurinaitis. Banks and Naomi uh, were subsequently suspended indefinitely, and their WWE status going forward remains up in the air. According to Meltzer, uh, writing in uh, the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and there have been different uh, pitches made regarding how the, uh, the tournament will play out. At least two of the pitches involved a four-team tournament. And uh, one idea that the four teams would be uh, Natty Nightheart Wilson and Shayna Baszler, 
Next one would be uh, Tamina and Dana Brooke. Third team would be Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. And finally, you have Carmella and Queen Zelina. Bees, um, besides Natty, Nightheart, Wilson, and uh, Baszler, uh, there are no other teams uh, being used regularly. Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop did uh, team up once, losing to Banks and Naomi uh, earlier in the month on uh, May 9th uh, episode of Raw it seemed to be aligned um, based on recent WWE TV Queen Zelina's involvement in tournament is also highly unlikely as she uh, recently underwent surgery uh, an injury and will be out of action for another 6 to 8 weeks wow um they say in, in the wrestling business that uh, if you're not on television, you run the risk of being forgotten about. And then it just becomes this, well, what have you done for me lately type thing. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens, uh, with that. Uh, so that is the news from, uh, the uh, good folks over at Call Talk. Very, very, very grateful for everyone that works there and, uh, for the use of their news stories. Right. So we are coming up, uh, next with the Wrestling Rewind and so don't go anywhere we will be right back all right folks we're back with the wrestling rewind so let's go straight away into everything uh, that happened last week now uh quick uh note Full disclosure, all that. I did not get an opportunity to watch uh, NXT UK, but I will get back on the wagon, <laughs> if you will, uh, this next week. So, just wanted to uh, do full disclosure and all that. So, let's uh, start with uh, Monday Night Raw. You had Bobby Lashley and Omos inside of a steel cage. This was fun. This was a fun match uh, to um, to see. It was very physical. I can see the attraction for Omos. Um, I wish he was more uh, physical. Uh, I wish he were more uh, mobile. But I I get why Omos is going to be a big deal going forward. Um, Bobby Lashley is a freak. And I, I mean that in a good way. The guy is just a complete freak. Um, the ending was a little wonky when you had Omos throwing Bobby Lashley uh, towards the cage. The cage uh, came apart. And so all Lashley had to do was, uh, you know, basically stand up. 
and put his feet on the ground and he won. It was a bit of a technicality, but uh, he, he did win. So again, I, I thought it was a heck of a match. Uh, next up for me was uh, Riddle versus Jimmy Uso. Uh, as I was watching the uh, Hulu broadcast uh, of uh, WWE Raw, and you know this was this was a decent match. This this was a decent match. Um, you know, I love how uh, Riddle and uh, Usos, uh, you know, uh, worked with each other. And, you know, I loved um, the referee seeing that uh, Jay was trying to cheat uh, by giving his brother some leverage, you know, on, on that pinfall. He uh, sent him back up uh, the uh, the rampway. Riddle uh, comes in and uh, wins. Um, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was a heck of a match. Um, next up uh, was Los Lotharios versus... Uh, AJ Styles and Finn Bauer. Hey, look, I, this was just a pretty standard match. Um, it's uh, as a person that's watched, um, you know, it's watched AJ Styles for the last twenty, you know, years, but you know, both in you know Impact and now in WWE. Certainly heard about Finn Balor. Uh, from his time in uh, Japan, the fact that they're teaming up is just flat out awesome. I I, I dig I dig the idea. Uh, doing the whole you know wolf pack you know too sweet at the end, uh, along with um, <clears throat> you know along uh, with. Um, Oh, I am I'm blanking. <laughs> I I apologize. Um But uh do, doing the two sweet that was that was that was pretty cool. Um so there is uh that. Uh next up, uh Lex and Bliss versus Sonia Deville. Uh, this was a pretty straightforward match as well. Um this comes off the heels of Sonya Deville uh, being fired. I'm doing the whole air quotes thing, fired from being uh, a WWE you know, executive, on-screen uh, executive. Um, I don't know why they're they're doing Sonya dirty like this. I I I just I just I just don't. Um, I think that um, she has so much talent to her. She has a legitimate uh, MMA background. I don't know why they're not tapping into that. I get why. 
um, Natty Knight, Eric Wilson, and Shane Baszler are tagging together. But I don't know. I'd like to see those two go to Sonya Deville and say, hey, come join us because we're going to we're going to take over this place or you know something of that nature um and Alexa Bliss I mean she looked good but she's still in this weird phase of am I am I am I you know am I spooky am I supernatural am I just back to being Alexa Bliss pre Bray Wyatt, it, it's just, uh, uh, I wish that WWE would pick, you know, pick a lane for her. Uh, frankly, I like seeing this Lexa Bliss, the, you know, the dominant uh, goddess pre-Bray Wyatt. Uh, I, I, I think they should stick with this. Um, yeah, the Cody Rhodes, uh, promo, um, and, <laughs> look, it took Cody five minutes to get to the ring again, and then he pretty much said, I'm coming after you, Seth, you know, you, you, you tried to take me out, but I'm gonna come after you, and, and, you know, I want a match at Hell in a Cell, and Seth, Colby, said, fine, yeah, let's do this. And then uh, Cody says, hey, I'll see you in hell then. I hope that this is the final match between these two because this was a fun series of matches because it was like this, what if? What if this happened? You have two of the absolute very best in this business going after each other. First at WrestleMania, then at WrestleMania Backlash. Um, and, and now apparently Hell in a Cell. But we've got to move forward. Cody needs to move forward. Uh, and then... Finally, you had Oscar uh, versus Becky Lynch. Just go watch it. Just, just go watch. It is that good. Oh, it was that good. The ending came when Oscar uh, spit that uh, green mist uh, into Becky's uh, face and got uh, got the win. And so. Uh, Asuka will be going up against Bel uh, Bianca Belair um, at some point. Um, yeah, I, I again, it was such a great match. Those two have definite chemistry, and you could you could tell that. So just go watch. Um, it's just so good. Right. Uh, next up, NXT with. Uh, the women's breakout tournament. I only saw three out of the four matches. Um, I don't know what happened to that that fourth one. 
But uh, Sloan Jacobs versus Fallon Henley. Uh, Jacobs is full of energy, but she's very, very green. I think they said she's 19. <laughs> I mean, she's 19. Good heavens. Henley does have uh, Jensen and Briggs. Um, does have Jensen and Briggs in her corner. Um, Henley was aggressive in her win. I think that was the right call. Next up uh, was Tatum Paxley versus Lash Legend. It was an early flourish by uh, Lash Legend. Paxway uh, is very scrappy. I think she can fill that underdog role. Um, but Last Legend's just just awesome. I mean, she just she is scary. Holy bleep, she's scary. And then finally, the uh, other match I saw was uh, Kiana James. Versus Roxy Perez. Kiana, the the look, the build, the moveset, the attitude. She's the next Betty Phoenix. Uh, I believe that. She's the next Betty Phoenix. Uh, I, I'm utterly convinced of that. Um, Perez is scrappy as well. Um, she's got tremendous upside. Holy smokes. I, I, you know, as a fan, as a fan, right, as a fan, I am in love with Roxy Perez. Holy dang. She is amazing in the ring. Go out of your way to watch Roxy Perez. She is, I, I think she's the next big thing. Uh, I love how Braun uh, Breaker <laughs> interrupted Duke Hudson and just simply said, "Hit my music." I'm like, "That is some. That is some. That's some. That's some stones, man." <laughs> just, just walk right past him. Hey, hit my music, and I'm like, "Wow." Um, and. He goes out there, he cuts a, a, you know, a promo of like, hey, I beat Joe Gacy at spring breaking, but then I got dumped out in the middle of, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. But you know what? I'm still here. You didn't finish the job. And, you know, hey, <laughs> you didn't finish the job. And no, I'm not going to join you. And Joe... Uh, along with a couple of his uh, ninja uh, druids uh, was, you know, uh, saying, you know, hey, uh, I will, I will destroy you mentally. I will destroy you physically. I will go after you. Um, so we'll see what happens going forward with that. Um, Joe Gacy's just on another level. Now, coming up at In Your House, uh, the day before Hell in a Cell, uh, coming up at, um, In Your House, uh, if Braun 
is disqualified, he will lose the NXT Championship. That is a lot of pressure on this guy. Uh, the Kree Brothers uh, versus the Viking Raiders, it was very physical. It was a match of the year candidate, in my opinion. Go watch it. That's all I can say. Just go watch it. But, but there was another loss by the Creeds. I don't know what they're doing with the Cree brothers. I, I don't know what they're doing with the Cree brothers. Um, uh, Robert Strong tried to interfere again. The Creeds said, no, we're not winning this way. And the Viking Raiders took, um, took advantage uh, of that for the win. Uh, so again, I, I wish they'd be treating the creeds like they're something, but eh, we'll see what happens. Uh, next up uh, was uh, Grayson Waller versus Andre Chase. Grayson Waller, say what you want about his attitude, about his cockiness. The guy is just so physical. Holy smokes, he is just so, so physical. Uh, because of the look, because of the build, because of the ferocity, he reminds me of Brock. He reminds me of Brock Lesnar. He, he, he just does. I love the Chase U student section. Uh, I, you know, uh, earlier uh, in the year, um, I, I saw the you know the Chase U you know flag, and I'm like, what? 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 What does that mean? What? 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 What does that mean? Now I know that's you know Chase U. I love Chase U. Um. And uh, it was so fun because uh, Andre Chase did the whole uh, Garvin stomp uh, on Grayson Waller, and they were spelling out Chase U uh, as he was doing it. And it was so fun. Oh, oh, and to see Saray, you know, and to see Saray. Uh, in in there, you know, holding the flag, you know, in her uh, alter ego, which is you know the you know the the pigtails and the you know schoolgirl and all that. It's, oh, <laughs> that I was like, yep, yep, okay. <laughs> so loved, loved, loved that. Uh, war outlasted. Uh, Andre Chase, and he's continuing to pick up speed. Uh, Wesley versus Nathan Frazier. I love Nathan's entrance. It's just literally electric. I mean, th there's um, along the, the the video board, you know, on on the side. Um, they have this, you know, this flash going, you know, going around, um, and just hearing the, you know, the street going by, and then, you know, that triggering uh, pyro, that, oh, 
I, oh, that's just so good. That is just so, so good. Um, it was very high uh, energy from both. It was, it was nonstop action. I loved it. Um, that's got to be the tag team of the future right there. Nathan Frazier and uh, Wesley. I, I, that, there's your tag team right there. Um, just saying. Uh, Von Wagner, uh, came out and just absolutely just plowed through those two. I like Von Wagner. He's got a good, strong look. I think that Robert Stone finally, finally has figured Okay, this is the person that I'm that I'm with, and I I think that Von Wagner is just I mean he's money, he is absolute money. Uh, Vincent Square versus Tony D. This was another match of the year candidate, and just go watch it, just go watch it. It was that incredible. I wish. I wish I would have had a little bit more build, you know, so that, you know, you had this maybe at, you know, in your house. Um, but it was, it was, it was a great match. Uh, finally, uh, the uh, opening promo uh, on SmackDown was just so good from the bloodline. They're always, they're always a good promo. Um just very entertaining. There were some shots fired at Dwayne. I mean, there were some shots fired. And I'm like, well, hate to break it to you boys, but if Dwayne isn't uh, interested in showing up for his 25th anniversary and uh, didn't send a video package, nothing. Just he 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 didn't even show up at Survivor Series this past year. And then Dwayne just celebrated his 50th, yes, I, I said that correctly, his 50th birthday. Man, that makes me feel old. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm in my early 40s. But uh, Dwayne didn't show up there. So I'm thinking, hate to disappoint you boys. You can call him out all you want. He's not going to show up. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. Uh, then uh, you had Shinsuke versus uh, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, Seemed like he wasn't in much trouble throughout the match. He had a good pace, controlled most of the match. Um, Sami Zayn is just being too good. I mean, he's just too, too good to be buried. And I, I, I said this, uh, you know, I've said this several times. Um, I did watch a uh, news uh, video from, uh, again, Cult Hawk uh, earlier today. Or uh, they were talking about both Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and how 
they are difficult to work with because uh, they think they have to get their stuff in and and they don't really want to listen to uh, you know how to do things in WWE so I don't know I'll, I'm not saying there's a cause and effect but I think that was kind of interesting um, I'm glad that they didn't gloss over Shinsuke and Roman because sometimes when that sort of thing happens and it's like okay well we're just not going to talk about this but they said hey Shinsuke still has some unfinished business with the bloodline I I thought that was very very smart um Happy Gorman came out for Happy Talk showed uh, the picture or not the picture but the uh, the footage of him doing the whole you know chair you know over the neck you know uh, spot uh, and uh, then you had uh, uh, Mad Cat Moss they said oh it's a cervical contusion and I'm like that's got to be your favorite medical term, I swear. Um, I looked it up, and the soonest that Madcap could come back, if you're counting back from last week, so this is, so today would be week two, so he's got two more weeks that you could realistically have him out. And even if it wasn't a cervical contusion, at least play it up. Play it up like it is, and we'll go from there. Uh, Happy Corbin absolutely destroyed the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy. It was reminiscent of uh, Bret Hart uh, at... Uh, WrestleMania uh, 4 where uh, he he just smashed that trophy all, all, all to pieces um, it was it was really reminiscent um, Walter Walter versus Drew Gulak it's smart that they have treated Walter like He's just being dominant. Uh, he has quick matches. He looks dominant. And no Walter chance. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I know his name is Gunther. But I don't... <sighs> Gunther sounds dumb. Walter sounds bad A. I'm always going to call him Walter. Sorry. That's just that's how that's going to be. Um, next up, we had a uh, backstage, uh, with, uh, Max Dupree, <laughs> or let me, let me do this, uh, properly. Max Dupree, uh, yeah, that's the former, uh, L.A. Knight. He's now the, uh, main roster version of Robert Stone. And um, it's a bit of a trade-off. 
um, Eli Drake is a heck of a talker. He can talk people in the building. He reminds me of Stone Cold Steve Austin. The attitude, the, the, um, you know, the confidence, all that reminds me of Stone Cold. But here's the problem. Uh, that's all well and good, but he's not wrestling. So, eh, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a trade-off. Uh, and he kept saying his name like he was trying to convince himself. Okay, okay, I maxed you pre. And I'm like, okay, 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 sure. Um, next up, Raquel Gonzalez is just a complete freak. She ran over. Uh, Shotzi, uh, that, um, that choke slam, I mean, just is one arm, it is effective, it is insane. I mean, one arm, and she just throws people down, and it's it is scary. Um, next up was Butch uh, versus Xavier. Butch is very physical, but he lost again. Um, as I've uh, been uh, talking about, the burial of Sasha and Naomi continued. Uh, tag team uh, championship match. It was another match of the year candidate. Just go watch it. But the ending was tough to watch as the bloodline completely decimated uh, rated RK bro or just RK bro, I should say. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was just tough to watch because they kept cutting back to audience reactions and kids were legit crying. I mean, I mean, if WWE was trying to uh, get kids to, to legitimately cry, mission accomplished. It was... It was tough to watch. Uh, I was I was watching and thinking, this is assault. Uh, I mean, this is assault. It, it, you know, the match is over. This is just assault. I, I, I mean, I know that neither Randy nor uh, Matt Riddle are going to... Uh, press any charges for assault, but this was just straight up assault. Right, uh, we'll be back. I got a couple last uh, segments, so don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Thank you. All right, folks, uh, we are back with the second to last segment. And that is thank yous. This is very simple. It's where I uh, thank, uh, in long form, all the people that uh, help get this uh, show off the ground every single week. First things first, uh, big, huge, huge thank you to uh, the uh, folks over at onestopwrestling.com. Onestopwrestling.com, 
I know this sounds cliche, but this is your one-stop shop, if you will, for everything wrestling. If you like WWE, we have podcasts. We have, uh, you know, we have podcasts. We have YouTube channels uh, devoted to that. If you like uh, uh, Impact, we've got uh, channels for that. If you like New Japan, if you like AEW, whatever you are into, we have you covered over at OneStopWrestling.com. We just uh, got a premium service up and running uh, that uh, it's like, I think it's like $2 or something crazy, but that gets you bonus content on top of everything you already get uh, with uh, being on OneStopWrestling.com. Uh, we also have uh, our uh, magazine that you can either get online or in print, uh, physical copy of. So, again, go to OneStopWrestling.com. You will be absolutely over the moon with this. Big thank you. Huge thank you to everybody that I work with uh, there at OneStopWrestling.com, including The Godfather, Mr. Craig Smith. Very grateful for you, sir. Extremely grateful for you. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to be part of this group. Uh, I'm uh, also grateful to uh, the good folks, again, over at Cultahawk. Um there's too many people to name, but uh, you've got the the core group, uh, Adam Pichitti, Ross Twiddell, Sam Driver, uh, Jack King, Jack the Jobber, uh, and, of course, uh, Mr. Tom Campbell. Very, very, very grateful for all their hard work, grateful for their uh, dedication, for their passion for professional wrestling and for the use of their uh, news and uh, so very grateful for that uh, and then uh, finally we've got well you grateful for you uh, for uh, being here on a weekly basis I could not do this without your support very, very grateful for the fact that, again, I'm in 22 countries. It is just insane how how quickly this show has taken off. Very, very grateful for you. And finally, I'm grateful to EnvatoElements.com. Hey, look, if you have a presentation, a project, a YouTube channel... Go to EnvatoElements.com. You have literally tons of royalty-free uh, music, sound effects, and uh, the like. Uh, pictures and uh, video clips. And it is just... It, it, it is your one-stop shop for... Uh, Multimedia, it is absolutely awesome. Now, you do need to pay for it, but 
You can either pay for it month to month or do like I did and pay a one-time yearly uh, fee. But for everything you get, it is well worth the money. So go to InvatoElements.com. I will spell that out for you. E-N-V-A-T-O Elements.com. Go to Elements.com. You will not be disappointed. Right. One final segment, and that is the weekly promo. And then we will wrap up shop for the week. Don't go anywhere. Uh, folks, last segment for this week, and that is the weekly promo. Each week, I uh, pick either a wrestler or something going on in wrestling, and I basically uh, cut a promo on that. And this week, it's going to be a repeat of last week, um, but essentially, uh, it's that... Uh, WWE is coming uh, to uh, my peeps, to my good uh, fans over in the Tucson, Arizona uh, area. Mark this down on your calendars, July 3rd. Go to either Ticketmaster.com or the Tucson Convention Center slash Tucson Arena's website for uh, all the information and uh, sounds like a, just a really stacked card. Uh, being in a wheelchair uh, has a lot of advantages, but it also has a lot of disadvantages. And one of the disadvantages is I've been to a few shows. And the shows that I've been to, I've been stuck up in the very tippy-top, the nosebleed section, darn near close to being literally in the rafters. Um, That's kind of harrowing for me (laughs) in the first place. Second, well, that's all well and good that I'm there, but, you know, something happens, well, inevitably, somebody's going to be standing up in front of me so I can't see anything. So that makes me think, great, I've got to watch all the action on the Titantron, which I'm grateful for. But then I think to myself, well, I could be watching this from the comfort of my own home. I mean, what the heck? So what I am proposing for WWE to do basically uh, three things. Number one, I am proposing for WWE to allocate front side, front row uh, seating for disabled. Now, I know, I know you're going to think, well, those tickets, uh, like this uh, event that's coming up, for my uh, peeps over in Tucson saying, well, 
that's 500 bucks a pop. Yeah. And realistically, that's the only way that we as disabled people would able uh, would be able to see uh, the action unobstructed. I mean, if somebody stands up behind us, no harm, no foul. We can still see. So, please, WWE, give us the front row. I understand why you're probably thinking, eh, we can't really give you, you know, ringside seats. So, here's my second option for you. My second option is, <clears throat> if you're not going to give us ringside seating, then give us the experience. And the, the, the super deluxe package, you know, you, you get to go down the aisle, you got, you know, you, you, um, you get, I, I think is a meet and greet, you, you get autographs, you get uh, pictures, selfies, you know, all that other stuff. And I'm thinking, give us that. Give us that experience, okay? An hour before the show goes on. Because, look, y'all know pretty much what you're doing with your matches, okay? So, an hour before the matches start, Take us into a room. Interact with us. Okay. Um, let us, uh, you know, ask you questions or, or, or you know, uh, get an autograph or, or some selfies, you know, whatever. Just, you know, let us have that experience. Let us go down the aisle, right? Let us go down the aisle. Um, just give us that that experience uh, because again if we don't get a good view then what's the point of us spending our hard-earned money to, to go watch WWE I, I, I just just makes no sense to me and then the third thing and this is this might be <laughs> this might be falling on some deaf ears, which is fine, but I am volunteering as tribute to be the WWE's uh, disability coordinator. Disabled fan, disabled, uh, uh, yeah, disabled fan, uh, 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 you know, supervisor. Uh, basically, I coordinate with all the arenas, all the stadiums around the world so that disabled people can have the very best experience that they can. So that, you know, either A, they get to see unobstructed or B, that they get to interact with the WWE uh, superstars or both. Hey, why not both? So WWE, I know I'm in an. I know that I am an unknown quantity. I understand this, 
But hey, I've been disabled for 43 years. All right. I, this is all I know. This is all I've ever known. So, whoever is listening to this WWE, please, 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 please look at this and say, okay, we can have a coordinator that deals with disability services. You don't even have to pay me much. Literally, you you don't have to pay me much. (laughs) But that's my pitch. Allow me to come in and to be your disability services coordinator dealing with disabled fans. Okay? Uh, Not just people in wheelchairs, but people that have... Hearing impairments, people that are blind, um, people that have uh, mental challenges. Uh, uh, I mean, let me give people the very best uh, experience that you know we can. And I understand there are going to be some people say, "Oh, but what about Make a Wish?" Yes. That's very important. And you can incorporate Make-A-Wish into this deal where they get the front row seats, where they get the superstar experience, where they get to walk down the aisle. I mean, it, it, it doesn't have to be one or the other. You can put both in. And, you know, if person is there to see... Roman Reigns, see, uh, you know, see, you know, Natty Nart, <coughs> Natty Knight Hurt Wilson to see, uh, uh, you know, uh, Charlotte Flair to see Ronda Rousey, to see Shinsuke Nakamura to see, uh, Drew McIntyre, whoever, Cody Rhodes, the list goes on, but. WWE, please, 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 please give us the experience and I will be more than uh, happy to to do this for you. To, you know, to go from venue to venue with you guys, travel with you guys, um, make sure that the, uh, you know, disabled fans are getting a great experience. Uh, it, to me, disability rights, that is the final frontier, all right? That is the final frontier in terms of human rights. So please, WWE, Help me help you help our disabled fans. Anyway, that is the show this week. Uh, And so I will be back next week. And uh, if uh, not mistaken, next week I will be previewing both In Your House and Hell and Cell. So until next week and Seriously, in in all seriousness.
because of everything that's happened this week, everything that's happened just recently, just like the Beatles saying all those many, many years ago, love is all you need. I will see you guys next week.